Are the Reds under the bed? I hope not. It sounds like they probably are. We're going to go into that article from The Spectator Australia. And that is around the, as I mentioned yesterday, the World Health Organization and the hiring of Professor Susan Mitchie, who is a British communist. We'll go into that right away. But first, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary comedy and conversation please remember to subscribe like share comment all of the good stuff that really helps get the show out there to more people okay after yesterday's well pretty marathon like show for me i'm going to keep this one at a reasonable length for you the weekend recap always takes up quite a bit of time so that might have to be a bonus episode in the future don't know i have to figure that one out uh, and the show was probably a little bit messy yesterday, maybe. Don't know, have to listen back. But uh, the social proof stuff I found, I find very interesting. Okay, I'm not going to ramble. I'm going to keep this one at a good length for you. The WHO, they hired, they hired a communist and face mask enthusiast. Yes, they hired Professor Susan Mitchie. And she's actually, she was nicknamed Stalin's nanny during her time at Oxford University. (laughs) Anyone who knows history knows how much of an absolute horror Stalin was and what a terrible name, nickname that is for somebody. So, Professor Susan Mitchie, she obtained a BA Honours for Experimental Psychology at uh, Oxford. Uh, she's also been made, uh, the currently she's now been made the chair of the World Health Organization's Behavioural Advisory Group. And she's a communist. Naturally, so we'll go into the article here, naturally the general public already irate about an unelected foreign bureaucracy leaning on domestic governments during the pandemic to ruin, uh, to the ruin of civil liberty and economic prosperity voiced their disapproval. This backlash washed onto uh, Mitchie's social media accounts where she promptly initiated a mass block function using a Twitter block China feature. I'm not sure how that works. It's basically a Chrome extension where you can block hundreds of people at a time. The article says, calling all these people abusive trolls is a misdirection. Just like dissenters in Stalin's, re- in Stalin's regime, calling all these people abusive trolls is a misdirection. More likely, they were ordinary people furious that a hardline communist was assuming a position of influence over global public health. Public health has always valued autonomy and individual choice. Any creep towards manipulation, mandate and political punishment for those who refuse has been met with global protests. Now, when asked how long the UK public should wear masks, Mitchie replied, I think forever to some extent. Well, okay, so the article says it doesn't help that the organisations Mitchie is involved with champion the role of increased digitisation of public biometric data in the name of health goals, which translates to implementing digital identity systems integrated with health records to provide governments with a framework for medical surveillance. Uh, Mitchie's role at the WHO centres around devising ways to boost public compliance to WHO directives. That's related to vets, uh, uh, medicine uptake, I'll say. Uh, mask wearing, social distancing, jab mandates, uh, medical surveillance and lockdowns. 
Uh, so this involves a collaboration with tech, domestic policy and environmental changes, which sounds a bit like incestuous breeding ground for apocalypse regulation where eating bugs helps stop the next pandemic or some nonsense. Okay, I won't go, I'll skip down the article a little bit. It says her credentials for the role are not in question. She served as Professor of Health Psychology, Director of the Centre for Behaviour Change at University College London and Co-Director of the Behavioural Sciences Policy Research Unit while also being involved in the Human Behaviour Change Project and Complex Systems for sustainable for Sustainability and Health. So she's a communist involved in human behavioural change. I go on, well, at, at the moment I go on about reading Influence by Cialdini and watching things like Century of the Self. There's never been a more important time to do those things. You need to protect yourself about, against what's happening. And I know, and it, regardless of even doing that, a lot of these things will work on us. We're human beings. They work on everybody. But we can provide a little bit of protection for ourselves by trying to recognize what is being implemented against us and why. And how why we respond to certain things the way that we do. And by learning some of these tools, that we can actually use them for good and to help show others what's going on as well. Some Again, I can't recommend those two enough. Influenced by Cialdini, you can either listen to the audiobook or read the book and watch Century for the Self on YouTube. I do want to go into some of those episodes uh, over, the f- over the coming weeks as well. Okay, back to the article. It says, Projects pursuing human behavior are a little terrifying as they encourage the hyper-digitization of people in their biometric data. D- data? Data. Data. Uh, through various artificial intelligence databases Uh, they seek to extract information about our behavior and use that to adjust public behavior and it says probably under the heading for the greater good but it's really a high-tech version of a cult leader questioning a convert and then using their personal secrets to trap them formerly these behavior formerly these behavior programs were mostly used to sell products through targeted advertising which while annoying is not as alarming uh, digital identity is a World Economic Forum policy tabled at Davos that has since been made uh, that has since made its way into legislation in dozens of Western nations, including Australia. Uh, the article goes on: a public outrage regarding Mitchy mainly results from her near half-century membership with the British Communist Party. Her nickname of Stalin's nanny is a red flag to most liberty-minded people. Uh, for those who missed it and or who have been living in the fantasy world of communist university professors, let's face it, a lot of people have absolutely no idea the horrors of communism. Uh, Stalin's regime is regarded as one of the most evil, manipulative and horrific to walk the earth. Communism has killed more people than Mussolini's fascism and Hitler's national socialism combined. But you can still wear a hammer and sickle as a big, shiny virtue badge, and that is more than true people have absolutely no idea and a couple of months ago uh, where i live not a big place by any stretch of the imagination but there's this young kid and when i say young i want to say about 23 ish he's walking down the street all in red and well it might have been black pants and red shirt but anyway bold colors bold 
and on his shirt in big yellow was the hammer and sickle and he's walking down the street and I looked at him as I drove past and he looked at me and he just looked like a very angry young man very angry and nobody really questions the hammer and sickle I know somebody who wears a Che Guevara hat I don't know them personally I know them through the grapevine they're not my mate (laughs) but again no idea in fact I know of a store in New Zealand called the Little Red Bookstore that's based on Mao's Little Red Book you know Mao killed anywhere from 30 to 70 million they don't know for they don't exactly know but it's called the Little Red Bookstore based on Mao's Little Red Book and their logo is a picture of Karl Marx's face a big face of Marx and then in the corner a red Soviet star and do you think a Nazi store would be allowed to be up with the the swastika or a image of Hitler no and too right so why are these things allowed to remain up and it's because people are ignorant it's an intentional ignorance we don't even learn about these things in history although we're hammered with the hammered no pun intended with the Nazi history and with movies and shows and just our education around the world wars but the ignorance surrounding this is incredible okay right back to the article uh sorry my nose is a little bit i'm coming down with some sort of cold so if i sound a bit weird that is the reason why uh i'll finish off this article and then i'll go get some rest (laughs) okay so the article goes on it is astounding or it is astonishing that anyone would associate with communism um, but the united nations and the world health organization are full of proud collectivists partly because south america africa russia and china where many representatives come from contained collectivist uh, con- contain collectivist dictatorships several of which are recipients of chinese investment uh, ethiopia is one of these regimes they gave us the current who director general uh, tedros i'm not going to try and pronounce his name uh, but he is a controversial figure whose membership of the Tigray, the, the uh, whose membership of the Tigray People's Liberation Front, a communist Marxist-Leninist party, and his eventual approval to Minister of Health in Ethiopia and later Foreign Minister, saw him serve as part of a heavily criticised regime. His election to the WHO was described as nasty, where China strongly backed his appointment and has since been accused of leaning on the WHO during the early stages of the pandemic. Uh, Why would any Western nation bow to edicts coming out of this communist marriage of convenience? How much of the behavioural health advice issued by the WHO is about deconstructing the power of capitalist democracies under the guise of public health? It says, a lot, it appears, given the science changes every five minutes and health orders are largely irrational, unproven and contradictory. They have, however, been successful in expanding government power, eroding citizen rights and collapsing economies. The concept of manipulating public behaviour is, in and of itself, sinister. Health choices should be made by individuals with clarity free from government and bureaucratic manipulation, better known as propaganda or public relations, as I mentioned previously in another episode. Uh, appointing people to specialise in this role is an outrage. Completely agree. And then the article ends with, why not appoint 
more people to explore the growing mound of corpses piling up against governments who forced uh, medicines on the public under threat of job losses, being locked out of the economy or what amounts to house arrest. Instead of forcing compliance through behavioural schemes, why not convince the public of safety by launching investigations into widespread concerns resulting from the unnecessary deaths of young people? After all, true science doesn't require tricking humanity. People line up willingly for genuine innovations that make their lives better. So there you go. A few little highlights from the spectator.com.au article. Uh, I'll leave a link to that in the notes because it's a very good article. Highly highly recommend that you read the whole thing. Uh, Okay, I'm going to leave it there. And again, sorry if I sound a bit strange. Uh, the last couple of days, my uh, I seem to be coming down with some sort of cold. My nose is my nose is a bit stuffed up. Maybe there's something in the air. I don't know. But uh, st- sounding a little bit stuffy, so I'll leave it there for today. Hopefully, this hasn't been too annoying and too nasally, too frangisha nasally. Hopefully, it hasn't been that way. And if you're new to the podcast, they don't normally sound this nasally or this stuffed up. And so, my apologies. Okay gonna leave it there talk to you again tomorrow this has been the arriving somewhere with matt j podcast